Uh, I got. I can get rid of this Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that another time. Pokemon's hot right now, though. Gretzky had it, lost it. Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman moving. Blue line chance. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Puck Puck Pass, and these are your hosts, the hockey know-it-alls, KJ and Zach Mack. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Puck Puck Pass. As always, I'm your host, KJ, joined by our very own Zach Mack. And uh, we're, we're recording on Sunday, a little different for us, but you had a great time in a Grizzlies game last night, so I, I can't argue. Yeah, it was fun. I'm... I'm like caught between halfway between. I think I did enough to avoid a hangover and it might creep up halfway through this episode. I don't know which one it is. I think it's one of those things where you, you think the entire night that you did enough to, to avoid a hangover, but I think you're feeling it more than you, you sound like you're feeling it more than you're feeling it. Yeah. And I'm masking it with coffee and Gatorade, little mini Gatorades I've been drinking this morning. I think you ever wake up after, I mean, not that last night was a bender for you, but you ever wake up the next morning and you find a Gatorade next to your bed and you're just you're thanking drunk you for looking out for sober you. Yes. Yeah. It, it's the greatest. You never feel smarter than that feeling. Yeah, it's the ultimate proof that you got your back. Exactly. Trust no one. Uh we have a jam-packed episode that's a little different uh than what we normally do, but it is still a weekend episode, Saturday or Sunday. We are segmentless. That's a stupid word, probably not even real. Uh, but the first thing we have to talk about, uh, since you sound congested and I'm worried about you, is the coronavirus affecting the NHL. <laughs> we've we've heard a lot about how it's going to affect like stick supply, and you know certain players or certain sticks are going to be in high demand, low supply because of the virus and where it's coming from and shipping and all stuff. It's, it's affecting a lot of stuff. It's affecting my day job. Like it's so wash your fucking hands guys. But other than that, the, the thing that's going around in the sports world is empty arenas, stadiums, parks, everything like that. And, And obviously the NHL is not immune to that. So the NHL is considering every conceivable option, but has not made a formal announcement that its teams close their lock- locker rooms to the media in response to the coronavirus, Batman said, whatever, whatever, whatever. So some teams have made the choice. The league hasn't made any actual decisions. But beyond the media not getting into the locker room, I mean, there's a very real chance other than the Red Wings and Senators, that other teams are going to have to play in front of empty crowds. Yeah. Is that going to be tough to watch on TV? And is what's going to be what's going to be more difficult, watching that on TV or the players having to play in front of nobody? The players having to play in front of nobody, I'd imagine. So they're already doing this. I heard in Italy, all sports are played with no crowd. Right yeah, they're in empty stadiums. That would be, as a player, that would be so weird, I think. After you're used to it for, not in the sense of, like, you've done it before. Like, you went through youth hockey. I mean, you played some pretty empty. So, it's not new, but it's just you've been so used to playing in front of people that I think it would be weird. Is there going to be, like, even a PA announcer? Well, so my, 
my thought was because it's it's against the rules to do so right now as far as funneling in artificial crowd noise. But I wonder if it'd be beneficial in a situation like that for the PA announcer, or at least the PA system, to just kind of replicate replicate what it sounds like on a on a night where it's a packed house at least for the players sake to get them you know like it's probably pretty easy to find your focus point when there's a bunch of white noise surrounding you but when there's nothing but you know skates the puck bouncing off your stick guys hitting the boards like when that's the only sound it'd probably be hard to go 110% when it sounds like it's practice Yeah, would you rather have as a player? Would you rather have that, like the the crowd noise, or the, like the, um, I don't know if it's got a technical term, but the music that they play, like during an NBA game, where it's just like not. I I would prefer crowd noise. I I, I think crowd noise adds a little something to it. It I I think if the if the NHL goes to empty arenas for the for the postseason. I mean, it's gonna be hard not to pick the Oilers since right. they just got Mike Green and you know Athanasiu. Like, who's gonna have more experience playing in front of nobody <laughs> than those two? But I, I, the only reason I say it'd be difficult to watch on TV is because of how it might change the way they. This sounds so stupid, but any athlete will tell you that it would it would be difficult to play a professional game, regular or postseason. Not preseason, obviously that's a totally different animal, but a regular or postseason game in front of an empty arena would would throw you off like probably very few things could. Yeah, it's a big change in just the environment that you've been playing in forever. I think. What would that do to stadiums? They'd be losing out of money. I would assume so. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, what if the NHL has to? ban fans from going to the arena would the would the NHL have to supplement that arena's income cuz somebody's got to give refunds for those tickets yeah especially arenas like uh well I heard there was a confirmed case in Nashville I'm pretty sure Bridgestone is not used for anything else other than like concerts but there's no other sport that plays there. Yeah, see, in there was two confirmed cases as of yesterday morning in Montgomery County, which is just outside Philadelphia. It's where I live. Great, but there. Um, and I'm. I promise you, right now, I will not pretend to be a doctor. I don't even know. It said presumed confirmed cases, so I guess they were exhibiting signs, but nothing was for sure. But that's right outside Philly. But that's NBA and NHL at Wells Fargo Center and concerts. So they're every single night Wells Fargo is making like a million dollars in that arena. Uh, and, and right now they're probably what's crazy is Wells Fargo has never been busier because of how good the Flyers are playing right now. So which we'll, which we'll talk yeah. about later, but it. It's got to be one. I mean, we saw LeBron. I don't know if you saw, but LeBron said he wouldn't play in front of an empty arena. Which shut the fuck up! Like really? I'm a LeBron fan, but what are you talking about? Like if the NFL, if the NBA says, "Hey, no one's allowed to attend because we're worried about this disease," 
It, is LeBron yeah. not going to play for the Lakers in in the playoffs? Right. Right. That's yeah. Come on. It's better to be safe than sorry at the end of the day. But it would be weird. It would be. I think if you were watching on TV, would you be able to hear the crowd noise that they're pumping in theoretically if they pumped it in? And would that be weird? Yeah, I. That's a good question because I can always hear the PA announcer when I'm playing NHL, but I know that's not the same thing. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. It's 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 a really weird scenario, and I feel like we haven't gone through this too much in our lifetime. And I know there have been other, you know, mass diseases and pandemics and whatnot. But I think the other thing that the NBA has to deal or the well, NBA and NHL have to deal with is crossing the Canadian border. So now you're potentially, and I say that loosely, but bringing what could be the coronavirus into another country. Yeah. That's why I think the... I saw somewhere, I don't know, I'd have to verify, but the league employees can't travel internationally right now, the NHL league employees. Oh, really? I did not read that. That's Or some of yeah. them. I'm not sure if it was like a specific. That's wild. That's definitely. So yeah, there's always that, there's always that element of crossing. You don't want to be the person that crosses the, brings it into another. Yeah, that would be, uh, you talk about being public enemy number one. But yeah, I mean. Other than other than the potential risks it posed to the NHL, and it, you just never know where you're getting viable information for stuff like this. And I, I every time I wake up, it's it's no worse than the flu. And now I'm seeing that over half of all the people that have been infected have made full recoveries already. Like I, I, I know the N, especially NHL players, uh, have trouble focusing on anything that isn't in their immediate path. But I, I will, I get mad at the NHL for a lot of things, but I don't think I can fault them for at least starting to bring up potential courses of action. It just precautionary in, in this sense. Yeah. But I I think that's plenty of horrific, uh, horrific coronavirus news. Uh, let's move on to something much happier, much, much happier, especially in uh, recent history. Roberto Luongo got his number retired last night. And did he? Was the ceremony last yes. night? Yes. I miss so much, man. I go to one basketball game and I miss so much. His number one jersey was raised. He was the first Florida Panther player to ever have his number retired. Did not know that either. I guess I could wouldn't have been able to name you one if you asked. Yeah, me I mean Pavel Bury played for them, but I don't know. If, yeah, uh, you mentioned something. Uh, why don't you? So I asked you if you liked Roberto Luongo, and I want you to repeat your answer because I think a lot of people can relate to it. Yeah, I didn't like. Well, I wasn't a Canucks fan growing up, so I didn't like Vancouver Luongo, but I did like Florida Luongo, and Strombone is the first thing I think of. When it comes to Luongo, a question mark on the goalie on yes. Twitter. He is, he's been a great Twitter personality and normally pie. And he was a great voice for the community. Then I didn't, I didn't dislike Luongo as a Canuck. I just didn't care much about the Canucks back then. 
but Florida Luongo and uh, community focused Luongo in Twitter Luongo was was awesome. He was he was so good, and he was he was good on Twitter in a way that like right now like biz like Paul Bissonnette is good on Twitter, but he's also gonna piss people off because he can he can be an asshole. Luongo just like he was very self deprecating. And he would jump on trends way too late as part of the joke. And I think if you were able to to hop in on that with him, he was one of your favorite follows. Yeah, and he's just got this like so if you guys don't know, it's strong it's S it's trombone, like the instrument trombone with an S in front and then a one at the end. Strombone one. It doesn't have a blue check mark, it doesn't say anywhere in his bio or his name that he's Roberto Luongo. So it's a little bit of mystery. It's not the easiest to find him. I'm sure if you search, I'm not even sure, sure if you search Roberto Longo if it would come up. Let's find out right now. It's it's just that weird like I don't know. I like that yeah. humor. That's just yeah. Like, so I I started typing into the Twitter search Roberto L U, and but when I got to that point, Strombone one did pop up. Okay. Uh, doesn't even have a million followers. That's a. Uh, that's why. But uh, the best part about like, it's funny, his last tweet, because he doesn't tweet a lot, but he's great when he does. His last tweet was February 22nd, and it was Ayers has more wins in Toronto than I do. Shaking my head. Like, that's perfect. That is so per- just lean into it. That is awesome. I That's the part about him that that I loved. Uh and he's always he was always picking on other players and like a uh, very like older brother uncle kind of way. Like again on Twitter, he did a lot of that. It was just it was cool to see him celebrated last night because say what you will about him as a goalie, I think he was great for a long time. But you know he's not going to go down as one of the all time greats. At least on my mind, I could be wrong. But uh, it was cool to see him celebrated for everything he did for the team that hasn't had a lot of people do a ton for it. Um, and for a community that, you know, he, he stepped up after the Parkland shooting and really, you know, put himself out there and, and did so much to help. And it was, it was cool. It was, it was a lot of fun. If you watched it. Yeah. Good yeah. for him. Good for the while. Uh, I'm assuming a lot of Detroit fans don't like him because he was in net to end the uh, home win streak record. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they broke the record at 21. But then, yeah, but then he was in net for Vancouver when they came to Detroit and, and beat and beat them. That's three times you've sh- thrown shade at the. Is it? Is it because we beat the Blackhawks? No, Hawks? that did suck. But no, I just ta- what the fuck are you talking about? I just talked about a record that the Red Wings set. Yeah, but it was broke. They yeah. broke their own record. Oh, man. Ah, oh, come man. on. I do. I do. I do play. <laughs> By the way, Patrick Marlowe just scored, and everyone's talking about how long he's been in the NHL. Might as well. Let's talk about that game first. We've got one more game to talk about before we jump into the rest of the show. Uh, Pittsburgh, Carolina are playing right now. This is all of a sudden like a wild card game. 
Like this is a weirdly important game yeah. for both teams. It's one to one right now. Before it looks like four minutes left. In the well, first. just like I predicted, Morgan it'll, it'll, Geeky scored his first goal today. So good for good for Carolina. <laughs> so unbelievable. Ooh, I, as we record, there's three minutes and twenty seconds left in the first. Like you mentioned, it's one to one. Pittsburgh is still third in the division. Yep, Carolina's two points out of a But something card. tells me this game is still more important for the Penguins. Does that is that it, ridiculous or does that kind of make sense? It could could be. I it seems like it's going to be Pittsburgh Philly right now, regardless. Unless unless it's unless Philly jumps Washington, but I don't, I don't know. It seems like well Pittsburgh's home. I, I don't know. I would tend to believe these, these two points are probably more important for Carolina. Oh, Pittsburgh just scored again. Well, they were on the power play, so that makes sense. Right now, Philadelphia and Washington had the same amount of games played, same amount of wins, same amount of losses, same, same amount of overtime losses, so same points, same regulation wins, and Washington has one more regular or overtime win. They are neck and neck, literally – like you couldn't be more neck and neck. That's crazy. A nine game win streak for Philly. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. This is, this is my favorite part of the episode where you continue to remind me how good Philly looks right now. <laughs> I passed it. Um, I agree that these points are important for Carolina. But we saw, we saw going into the postseason last year for Pittsburgh that not having a ton of momentum kind of hurt them in the sense that they got swept by the Islanders. Um, Even if they're going to be the three seed and they're going to play Philly, even though I am 100% confident that they would win that series, I think having nothing to show for your last month of work would be detrimental to their cause. Yeah, that's a fair point because they did so well while guys were hurt and now they're coming. Do they have anyone hurt right now? Is Gensel Gensel, well, Gensel and then uh, Dumoulin and Marino were hurt. Marino came back. I don't think Dumoulin's back yet. Okay. So they were having defensive issues. Like, like Gino just scored their power play goal. That's the type of shit they need going forward is, yeah, is yeah, big-time yeah. production. Now that those guys are back, you know, Crosby's back. Like, that's what they, yeah, you're right. They do. So they need to play well in that, in that sense. I, I would agree with you, but I, th- yeah. I mean, that, that sounds, and that sounds really stupid. Like, oh, they need to play well. No shit. But they, they need Sid to play well. They need Gino to score the big goals. Like, it's cute that Zucker comes in and, and scores a decent amount of goals, but it, Jason Zucker's not going to win you a playoff series. Oh, well, I mean, I say that now, but I, I don't know. It, it, it's nauseating to think that the Penguins could go in and possibly get upset by the Flyers. But And, and the Flyers are going to use that as motivation because I just said get upset by the Flyers, even though the Flyers are the, the higher seed. But you get it. Uh, last night we saw a pretty wild game, which was Bruins and, and Lightning. The Lightning walked away with the win. Big win over Boston. They needed that confidence. If they're going to match up in the postseason, it was a 
unusually physical game for these two teams that are scoring, scoring, scoring all the time. A couple line brawls, late hits, big fights, uh, fights that followed legal hits, which is the dumbest shit in hockey. These two teams are separated by seven points. And that's really all that separates them. There's not much in the way of talent that you can discern between these two teams. Does winning the last matchup of of the season do anything for you? As it is, you know, put yourself in the in the shoes of oh, let's say a Tampa fan. Because I know you, I, I you physically can't make yourself a Boston <laughs> fan. Uh, but if you're Tampa, you win that last matchup of the season, you might have it a little figured out. You're better in this matchup than you've been all year, whether it's against Boston or not. It does this help you kind of look forward more to that boss, that inevitable second round matchup with Boston. If they beat Toronto. I think so. I mean, and they just lost to him four days prior two to one. Uh, so, you know, on the road this time they beat him. I, I heard this was a good game. I did get to see it. It was five to three Tampa wins. I, I, I think it makes you feel good as a Tampa fan, especially after what happened last year to beat a team like this. Yeah. I mean, in the last matchup, like you said, so that's what you got fresh on your mind going into playoffs. Is we can we can play with the top dogs. I just, I, I think it's important for Tampa to win that game. I love that we're just talking about these two teams as automatic second round, like matchup. Like Columbus and Toronto are licking their chops, especially Columbus, being the the legend that is upsetting number one seeds. Like, can you imagine if they did it again to Boston? Well, to another number one seed. At last night's game was a lot of fun. I will say, because we're already kind of creeping up on what we want, what the the bulk of this episode is about. I will say, Tampa can't play that physical with Boston for seven games. I. Boston is not the rough and tough fighting team of the mid to late 2000s. They're much more skilled than that now. But, I mean, Pat Maroon can't do that for seven games. Pat Maroon sucks at hockey, by the way. Like, I, 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 know, we, I know we all love him because of last year's playoff run, but that dude is bad at hockey. And we're going we're gonna to sit here and act like he's going to be the difference maker you get a guy like Grizzlick or even Tory Krug who could sucker punch anyone from the back of the head. They do not want to go physical against Boston for seven games. I would agree with that. So congratulations to Toronto for making it through the first round. Um, (laughs) We are going to do everyone's favorite hypothetical game, which is if the season ended today, uh, what matchups do you like? Except... We're going to break down the entire playoff system for you. How about that? What other podcast, Zach, what other hockey podcast is doing this? What making these bold decisions in uh, early March? Couldn't name one of them. Couldn't Don't name know. one of them. If you had someone on the street, they couldn't name one hockey podcast. But we're the only one doing this. <laughs> uh, all, dealer's Choice, which... I guess technically I'm the dealer, but I'm going to let you decide what conference we start in. Cool. Non-dealer's choice. Let's start in the West. In the West. 
Let's go top to bottom. So let's start with St. Louis and Nashville. This is a weird matchup Nashville to you. Pretenders. This is a weird matchup because this is uh, your home state versus your adopted son in net for St. Louis. Uh, first off, who wins and why? Yeah, the two closest teams to me. So they're both like three and a half hours away. That could be uh, could be a lot of hockey. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot of money. Um, <laughs> blues in five, I think, at the most. Blues in five at the most. So a, uh, a sweep wouldn't surprise you. Mm-mm. No, I think the blue. I think the Blues match up that with how good the Blues are and how much of a pretender Nashville always is to me. I and the, the goaltending matchup goes to St. Louis. I just think they and they match up so well. There's just nothing for me to be worried about. I'm glad you mentioned the type of pretender that Nashville always is. Because that's why I think they're gonna they'd win this first round series. Nashville always does one thing, and that's piss off a central division fan base. Nashville has no business even being in the playoffs if they make it. But take it from a Chicago Blackhawks fan. Nashville always finds a way to win a series that they are one hundred percent not supposed to win. Like when when that it's would, a, and that would piss me off. When 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 it's a fairly even matchup, they collapse. And tu, or Tuca, Pecorine sucks, and he's also not a great postseason goaltender as it is. But they just they find a way, and I know it's not Laviolette anymore. We don't know what to expect from John Hines, but hey, they weren't in a playoff spot when they fired Laviolette. So take that as you will, but. It, the Central always has an upset in the works, and I don't think Dallas is going to overtake Colorado in a, in a series. So if it's going to happen, I think it's Nashville over St. Louis, but it's only in seven. Third, if this if that series ends in six or less, it's because St. Louis walloped them. But I, I think Nashville has a has a better than decent shot to win that series in seven. Yeah, that would that would make me mad. The, the the Predators are the team I dislike the most in the NHL. In the entire NHL, there's nothing I don't like a thing about them. Interesting. Not even their colors. No, not even. No, I'm a Michigan State fan. I hate their colors. That's fair. I also agree. Uh, moving to the other side, the top seeded as it stands, Edmonton Oilers would be playing the Vancouver Canucks. I think we both know what the other is going to say for this series. So tell me why you think Edmonton's going to win. <laughs> they finally won a game last night without Drysaddle getting a point. Won four to one over the Blue Jackets. Talk uh, about just dashing everyone's argument, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the Oilers win this one. Uh, it's it's a toss up, though. I it would be seven. I think. I, Either I wouldn't be surprised if either of these teams win, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if either of these teams win in five, or if either of these teams win in seven. I I think both is going to beat the other team in different ways, and neither team is consistent enough for me to be certain that they would win in a five game series. Yeah, so Edmonton wins the series in six games, and Vancouver is going to do the typical. This team was okay during the regular season, good enough to make the playoffs, but definitely wasn't ready to 
go far. And they don't have an answer for either, let alone both, Connor or Leon. And as good as Quinn Hughes has been all year, he, he I mean, he's just not a fucking superhero. That's just not how it works on defense. Uh, inconsistencies with Markstrom, not healthy. The Besser injury, a lot of things are stacking up against the Canucks at a very pivotal point in the season. And just barely enough is going right for Edmonton. Uh, for do I think they're going to finish as the one seed? No, but we're doing if the play if the playoffs started today, and that's how it would end up. And Edmonton has just enough pieces to probably at least win in six and, and move on. I like it. Yeah, that, you're welcome for that vote of confidence. Uh, Vegas and Calgary. I mean, come on. What are we even doing here? Yeah, Vegas takes this one easily. Calgary might get a win. But yeah, I like the might in there. I think Vegas in four is feasible, especially when yeah. you've got two goaltenders. And you can really just flip a coin and say who wants to play at home, who wants to play in Calgary. Yeah, it's nice to have. I, I don't see – I could see the Knights going pretty far before they run into any trouble. Yeah, I – but props to Calgary. They are the three yeah. seed in the Pacific right now, which is a, a bad division, division, but they were bad early on. Very, very bad early on. And uh, yeah. hey, look what happens when you fire a racist prick. Like you just get yeah. better. Like everyone, everyone. That's their win. Yeah, <laughs> that's their win. Perfect. Uh, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to do you want to go up to the Cup final in the West, or do you want to do the first round of the East? Well, did we do did we do Colorado Dallas? We did not do Colorado and Dallas. Good good point. Uh, Colorado wins that series. Yeah. Yes. Closer than I think most people would think. See, I give Colorado on six. See, I think this is the most likely to go seven of the first round in bo- on both sides. I okay, just because they're so, they're so opposite as far as what they can. Their max potential, like Colorado's max offense, is the perfect counter to. Dallas is perfect defense and vice versa. Uh, but also Colorado has, you know, good two-way forwards and Kale McCarr. And Dallas has Radulov, Ben, and Sagan. So there's there can also be production on Dallas' side and defense on Colorado's side. I would love to see this go triple overtime of Game 7. And I really don't care that much who wins this series, but I think Colorado wins it. Yeah, I think Dallas has the better playoff goaltending for sure. So that is what's going to keep them in this series if it does go seven. But yeah, just, yeah, that's that's fair. I would like to see this team go far. So it'd be unfortunate for me if they ran up against Colorado because I'd be rooting for Colorado, and I think Colorado would win. Yeah, this Dallas team just they keep hitting the wrong roadblock every single year. Yeah, and you know, a few years ago it was St. Louis, and that was a great series. Go seven, and they lose like eight to two. So let's let's. Uh, I mean, listen. That's one. That's the typical cliche. I just want good hockey for seven game series. 
Yeah. I think of anywhere in the uh in all these these eight or these yeah, these eight first round matchups, that's probably the the most competitive one. Alright, so now that we got that, congratulations to all the West winners for the first round. Do you want to go up to the cup in this uh, conference or move over to the first round on the other side? Move over. Yeah, we'll move over. Move over. All right. Let's start with the obvious Boston Columbus. Columbus repeats the upset, obviously. Yep. Columbus in four. <laughs> <laughs> I, if there was ever a team that would make sure that they're not going to repeat the mistakes of their elder, it's Boston. And I mean, they, they pummeled columbus in the second round last year and i think it's probably even worse it, if this game or if this series goes more than four i'll be shocked if the goal differential isn't 31 by the end of the series i'll be even more shocked <laughs> yeah i would say i'm gonna give columbus a game i'm gonna say boston five i think columbus wins like the three to one game at home or something uh but yeah, no reason to think boston will give up any more than that yeah, I I don't know. I, I want Columbus to – like, John Tortorella is the motivator of motivators. Somehow in the NHL, he's found a way to be that. And I don't think Boston is going to win the Cup, but they sure as shit aren't going to lose in the first round and be the butt of the joke that Tampa was last year. So yeah, Boston – I would be rejoicing if they were. Yeah. Oh, it would be the best day of my life, but I don't – I don't see that happening. A little more interesting, though, staying in the Atlantic is Tampa and Toronto. I think we're sleeping on Toronto just enough to make me say Toronto and six. Yeah, this is a weird matchup, and I know you're not. You're never gonna vote in the side of John Cooper in the playoffs. I this this is a tough one for me. This is the toughest one in the East. I would pick I would pick Tampa right now, I think. That's fair. I don't hate I mean it's impossible to say that that's a, a bad choice, obviously, with the way these two teams are playing. I mean, Tampa's come back to earth too. They're five and five over the last ten. They did just beat Boston. Uh and Toronto's four, five, and one after their horrific, horrific Western road trip. I mean, that's just there's a weird twist inside of me that wants to see this Toronto team in the second round, though. I absolutely do, and and I that's probably a big a big chunk of why I'm picking them to win. Other than the John Cooper stuff, I think they match up pretty well against a Tampa team for seven games, and if Freddie Anderson can can do just a little bit in the playoffs, I like their chances, but. I just want Toronto to move on. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about it. I, I mean, to be realistic, I or to be real, I wouldn't care if Toronto won the cup because I just, I just want the jokes and the memes and everything to be over. But I for sure want them to get out of the first round. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it as much as I've had my fun with them losing in the first round, basically. And I don't think so. Hear me out. This is. And you could say the same for Tampa, by the way, as I explain this. But right now, just speaking for Toronto, when 
you're expected to do great things year after year after year, and you continue to fail year after year after year, eventually it's just going to happen. There's going to be enough pieces or the the right things are going to fall into place for you or you'll avoid the matchup that's been hurting you every single year. The Capitals did that a few years ago and they beat Pittsburgh. They got the monkey off their back. They got out of the second round. They went down big to Tampa. They came back to win that series. They won the cup. Sometimes things just fall into place. And all that happens because the pressure was sort of off Washington because Tampa was so good in the regular season. They were better than Washington, even though Washington was the the one seed in the Metro and two seed overall in the East. And there just wasn't a lot of talk about Washington going into that postseason because of what they'd done in, in recent history. Toronto seems like the team that fits that mold right now. Like we and could, I, could you expect less from Toronto? I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah, dod, I mean, dodging Boston would be the best thing for them in the first round. So I, you're right. I, I think just eventually it's just going to happen. They're just going to they're going to get through the first round, monkey off the back. They're going to be fine, and then maybe they'll just rip through another round easily. Now that Babcock's not there, I don't know. So we're both taking Toronto. Um. Do it. Sure, I'll, do it. I'll flip to, I'll flip to Toronto. I love it. Great. Now we're just up to Boston, Toronto in the next round. Uh, Washington and New York Islanders. Washington, and the only reason I'm hesitant is because Holpe is absolutely trash. Yeah, a month ago I would have said I would have given the Islanders more of a shot, but they just. They aren't the same team they were a month ago. I love Barry Trotz, and I think it'd be cool to see them matched up against each other. I think it'd be cool to see Ovi wave him goodbye. Uh, <clears throat> the Islanders, they have the the edge in goaltending, but they just do not have a goal scorer that can keep pace with Washington. That's true, and that would be the that's that's how the the Capitals hope he is so bad. It's not much to worry about there with the Islanders. It's a favorable matchup. Yeah, it's it's not like last year. Uh, last year against the Hurricanes, Washington or, or Carolina had Svechnikov and Ahu and Dougie Hamilton was good and and things were working for them. And the Islanders just don't have that. And I don't think they've won a game since they traded for John Gary Rule Pajo. Yikes! That's a real stat. And the matchup we've all been waiting for: Philadelphia. Pittsburgh. This one goes seven, but Pittsburgh wins it. Okay, I figured you were gonna take Pittsburgh. I mean, I'll I'll take Pittsburgh. I think it also goes seven. It's I th- match you up, Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's the key the Keystone rivalry. It's what we live for up here. The Battle of PA. What's is that? Is it is it the Keystone Rivalry? Is that the actual name of it? Yeah, it's Keystone something. This is the Keystone State, I guess. Okay. Uh, named after the, I don't know. It's like a it's like a shape above a garage, not like Keystone beer. What would have to go right for Philly for them to win this series? Is it all on Carter Hart? Yeah, probably. I they might need a 
Penguins injury. I don't, I don't know. Pat, it, the Penguins are not to beat themselves, I think, for Philly to win. I agree. And if, if Pittsburgh ends up playing themselves, it will go something like they make a mistake, Carter Hart steals a game, they make a mistake in their own zone, Kevin Hayes comes up clutch and wins a game like in overtime. Uh, Philly gets away with a penalty, so Pittsburgh retaliates. They get they get the penalty. Like like things like that are what's going to happen. I will admit Philadelphia is much better than I gave them credit for. This is a good team. They don't have much of a future because Drew and Voracek are going to retire, and Drew again sucks in the playoffs. But this is a very good team right now. I cannot deny that any longer. But they just they do not have what it takes to beat a team like Pittsburgh in the playoffs. If they were to jump the Capitals, would you give them a better chance against the Islanders? Absolutely. I'd give me a better chance against the Islanders. <laughs> but yes, I do give uh also if it's Pittsburgh, Washington in the first round, Pittsburgh in four. Book that. Okay. I'm 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 on board for that. Uh but Pittsburgh Philadelphia is a better series. I just do not see a way in which Philadelphia can overcome uh, what is Sidney Crosby. Nine and one in the last 10, nine game win streak. Cannot deny how good that is, though. Let's just move on to the second round in the East because I think at face value, and I'll try to keep my put my bias away for the second round. I think Pittsburgh and Boston walk away. Yes. I agree. Okay. That's good. <laughs> I think that's that's all we need. I mean, the Boston-Toronto thing is the Boston-Toronto thing. Like, that's just always what's going to happen as long as uh, as long as Brad Marchand is there. Real quick, while we're, while we're talking about Boston, any first-line center in the NHL today could do as much or more than Patrice Bergeron is doing this season. He could retire tonight. And they would not miss a beat. I don't know why I've been holding on to that for so long, but I saw it last night and I looked at his season stats. He is not nearly the two-way player he used to be. And Boston might be better off with a different first-line center. I'm just putting that out there. But yeah, Boston runs away from Toronto in that second-round series. How long do you? I agree. How long do you think Pittsburgh and Washington goes? Um. Not long. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's going to score four or five goals a game. It's going to be oh maybe five. Could you see that being a five-game series no matter who wins? It, like that type of series? If Washington's uh, able to pull it out, they still win in five? I don't think Washington could win in five, honestly. Oh. So you're are you, are you out on Washington as a whole? You hate Brayden Holby. Pass the first round. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's. Yeah, I don't. They've no, given up I, yeah, twenty I, I, more goals than anyone in the top three of that division. It's tough. Yeah. And explosive offense is going to win. So love that. In fairness, which Washington has. But. Yeah, but it it has slowed down. In fairness, uh, second round in the West. Let's start with Colorado and St. Louis because. And I'm I'm giving you St. Louis because I think in all reality, that's probably more likely. But Nashville upsetting St. Louis still wouldn't surprise me. Colorado St. Louis is interesting to me. I'm going to jump in real quick and 
repeat what you just said. Explosive offense is going to win this postseason. And I, I'm going to take Colorado. I'm also going to take Colorado. Oh! And it might, it might be in seven, which if Colorado's playing back-to-back seven-game series, not ideal, but I think... Uh, I think Colorado has what it takes this year. I like that. And the blue story is over. I'm all in. The blue that that's a good point because it's going to end before the Stanley Cup final, no matter what. I I'm I agree with that. I St. Louis winning the series wouldn't blow me away because it seems like the type of thing again, central division is wacky sometimes. And Colorado could lose their offense out of nowhere. I just don't see that happening. And again, the same as as Dallas. See, I think I think Colorado playing Dallas in the first round and eventually getting that win in that series is the best precursor to playing St. Louis. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I mean, arguably the only better defensive and goaltending team than Dallas in that entire division, probably conference, is St. Louis. And Dallas is actually has a They've given up less goals, 16 less goals than St. Louis. So something to keep in mind, but I'm glad you're jumping on board with Colorado because I do think they'll they'll be able to – I think there's going to be a game where Colorado blows the doors off and things just kind of change. Like maybe it's 1-0 St. Louis in game two, but in the second period, Colorado just rains down goals and, and things change. Uh, Vegas and Edmonton. Uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for more than an hour and a half in your lifetime, you know what a difficult decision this is for Zach Mack, so I'll make it easy. I'm going to Vegas in five. Zach, break this down for me. I want to hear your side for both teams. Uh, I'm going to say Vegas wins it in the end because they added Laner and the fact that their goaltending is so good. Edmonton is more or less – and. This is a little hyperbolic, but they're one faceted. There's their speed and their their power play. Um, I just don't. I just Vegas is a much more complete team, and then they've played better lately. I unless it would have to be another case of Vegas beats themselves to lose this series. I think. I I don't think they're well rounded enough. I I agree that Vegas is going to win. Obviously, I. I don't think Vegas is going to have to beat themselves to lose. I think it would have to be unbelievable performance. Like, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl would have to combine for, like, 34 points. Like, I, I, and this isn't a Vegas, or this isn't an Edmonton is bad message. This is, Vegas has been here before. There is, there's just no way that Vegas is going to slip up before at least the conference finals. Like they're, if they've been saving anger for the playoffs because they knew they were going to make the playoffs, then Holy shit, watch out. But I, I don't know how much longer I can keep going to the well, but I, there's a second, there's another level to Vegas and we just haven't seen it yet. I, at least I hope. Because if, if there's not a, another level to what Vegas is doing right now, then Calgary will be playing Edmonton in the second round. 
<laughs> but I'm going to, yeah, uh, we agree on Vegas. I think it's quicker, but that's all contingent on them showing us something that they haven't shown us yet this season. So um, I'll just tell you what my final is right now. It's Pittsburgh and Vegas. What's yours? I've been saying Pittsburgh and Colorado. I could honestly, I'm looking at these four teams and I could see any combination. I, I don't know why I'm, it, it scares the way we just drew this out. It, it scares me that Boston's going to be in the, in the final again. Um, I think they match up well against Pittsburgh. And if Tuca can stand on his head, which he's capable of doing this year, he's shown, I, I'm very worried it's going to be like Boston, Colorado, and then I'm going to be like heavy rooting for Colorado, and Boston is going to drive me crazy anything Boston does anything remotely well in the final. Raymond Bork sweepstakes. Sweepstakes, I like it. Yeah, I... You think Vegas get through Colorado? What's up? You think Vegas can get through Colorado? Yeah, I think, I think this is Colorado's... Uh, I don't know what the word is, but like they lost in the first round. They lost in the second round last season. And I think this is their last straw. Uh, Book 2021 Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche right now. But Vegas Vegas has enough uh, experience, motivation, anger, coaching, everything. You know, they've been to the cup final and Pete DeBoer has been to the cup final Everyone knows heartbreak, and and I don't think that team is going to let some shit like that happen to them again. Yeah, this is. I thought it was. I was surprised you're so quick to say Vegas in the final because I thought there was going to be a. Maybe it was a tough decision for you, but I know you're a Knights fan, but you're also a Car fan. Yeah, big McCarr fan, but the only person better at defense than Kale McCarr in the Pacific is Mark Stone, and he's a forward. So I I, th- I think that just shows how good Vegas is, but I uh, I am very much on board with that being the the Western Conference Final. I don't if if it's Pittsburgh versus the winner of Vegas and Colorado, it's a win for the NHL. Yeah. Okay. I hope so, at least. <laughs> uh, we've done it. We've done the matchups. We've done the. I agree that Boston in the conference final is scary. Uh, I just. I've I've said Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. I just can't believe Vegas is going to win the cup this year. I just don't know. I don't know if I can. You're awful confident. You're awful confident. I haven't been this confident. Well, since last year when I said Vegas was going to win the cup. <laughs> yeah, but Vegas isn't going to get fucked over like they did last year. Vegas is so weird in that they, they're they such a young team, but they have this aura of experience. Like, they've been here before because they have, but it's just weird to think that. for a, I, such a- If Vegas gets to the conference final, I think they win the cup. Like, it's one of those weird, like, like it, that's so college football. You know what I mean? Like people say like, oh, all they have to do is, you know, if they get to the conference final, then they'll go to the playoff. And I'm confident they'll win the national championship. That's kind of where I'm at with Vegas right now. 
I kind of hope Vegas plays Boston because I'd love to rub Jackson's stupid face in the shit that is Boston fans. But I, no matter who it is, I hope it's Pittsburgh. But uh, Marc Andre Fleury beating his former team or his former rival that is the Boston Bruins would be fascinating. Yeah, it would be fascinating. If Edmonton wins the cup, I'll buy you a McDavid jersey. Do you already have a McDavid jersey? I do have a McDavid jersey. Do you have a Dryside on one? I do not. All right, well. Heard it here first. <laughs> that would be something if the Oilers Do you hear there's like a German like fan base following the Oilers around? I did not. Yeah, I guess there, I saw it on Twitter. I didn't read the article, but there's like a, a little group of like 20 German fans following around the Oilers because they're such big Leon fans. That's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Germans. So who's your official cup winner? Colorado. Love it. So we're both picking the West. Interesting. Yes. In- I can't just the words Bruins or Penguins can't come out of my mouth when you ask me that yeah. question. Listen, this might sound petty and this might like be like drinking haterade. As long as Boston doesn't win the cup, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at yep. too. Uh, did we miss anything other than, you know? Excellent takes, whatever, you know, no big deal. I don't think we missed what, uh, I will throw it. Well, what we missed slash what I'm watching tonight, yeah. the Blues Blackhawks, if you didn't know, it's an all female broadcast, yeah. all women. First, NBC set to make history. I just want to see how it goes. International Women's Day, uh, shout out to, I posted on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, but shout out to all the women. Uh, that make my life better, including my wife, mom, grandma, sister, everyone like that. And I'm sure Zach Mack reciprocates hi, that mom. feeling. Hi, mom. So my mom doesn't listen, but if she did, hi, mom. I don't think. Uh, yeah, that's that's going to be really cool. I'm excited to tune in. I'm glad it's uh, Chicago. That gives me more of a reason to watch a game. They'll probably lose 10 to nothing. <laughs> uh, and then... Tomorrow, Vegas and Edmonton. A little sneak preview of what we were just talking about. Uh, I got away from this, and it is my fault. But before we get out of here, my obviously's, obviously, Vegas is going to beat Calgary tonight. Chicago, I'm changing my tune, is going to win at home against St. Louis. And tomorrow night... Obviously, Vegas is going to go into Edmonton and win. Those are my three obviously's. So you got Vegas today, Vegas tomorrow, and Chicago today? Is that yep. It? Okay. VGK all day. Obviously. Obviously. Uh, listen, guys, if you haven't checked out the Belly of Podcast Network, it is the home of some of the greatest sports podcasts out there. They're all they're all incredible. There's hardcore honeys. If you're into the NBA, there's Cheergating. If you live in the South, I'm kidding. If you're a NASCAR fan, you'll love Cheergating. Uh, obviously, we're a part of that. Corner Booth covers just about everything, and they're getting really hot right now with tournament coverage and March Madness and everything like that. And uh, there's there's so much going on with with the Bellhead Podcast Network. I couldn't be. Yes, I'm supposed to say nice things nice things about our. Uh, network all the time that's kind of part of my job 
but I really do think we have the coolest network out there and we do some, some really awesome stuff. Uh, speaking of March, March has arrived. And you know what that means, Zach Mack? What does that mean? It's time to score big on nonstop action with my bookie. My bookie is the best place for you to cash in on insane buzzer beaters. What? Huge upsets. What? And it says white knuckle, but I'm going to say overtime finishes because we're a hockey podcast. And we're going to be betting huge on bracket challenges and national championship futures. But this is still a great place to bet hockey. My bookie has all the sports. You can bet on the Democratic nomination, presidential election, mascots, everything. No matter how you put your bracket together, how you're betting on the NHL, even the XFL. Put your bets in. Visit mybookie.ag and use promo code BELLYUP. That's B-E-L-L-Y-U-P. B-E-L-L-Y-U-P for a 50% deposit bonus. Zach Mack, if you took the $100 you owed me and put it in my mybookie.ag account, guess how much that would get me if you use the code BELLYUP? How much would it get you? I can't, I'm bet terrible at math. 50 extra dollars. Turn 100 wow. into 150 with promo code B-E-L-L-Y-U-P. That's promo code BELLYUP, mybookie.ag. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at MyBookie. And you know what? Just for, just for fun, tell them Puck Puck Pass sent you. Because we love you guys. Yeah. Win big. Yeah, I love my bookie. I lose so much money on my bookie. It's the best. <laughs> I always, yeah, I lose money betting your obviously. Yeah, I, well, you know, we're, we're getting into it. Now it's the thick of things. Uh, but, hey, Michigan State's going to win the national championship, so who cares? Book it. Book it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. We'll talk to you guys on Wednesday for Maria for at it's Zach Mack for at hosted by KJ. This was at puck puck pass pod, head over to pod chaser and view puck puck pass. Give us five stars. Tell them, tell us how much you love us and we will talk to you next week. We saw no light. We saw no signal. Be sure to follow your hosts on Twitter at Gearholtz underscore K at belly up Zach Mack and at Puck Puck Pass Pop.